Okay, let's move on. Hi guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Sports Card Hunters. Today I'm joined with myself, which is Rafid, and with my colleagues Masood and Dean, who will be talking about their interests and how they got into sports cards. So my and myself, I started collecting baseball cards because a friend got me into it and I had a look inside and he was selling cards for so much money and I thought, why would it just be a hobby when I can turn it into profit as well? And that's why we got together and decided to create a group. So my colleague Masood will explain his story. Cool. Um, how you guys? How you doing? My name is Masood. A uh, lot you probably have seen me already on TikTok. Um, and those of you who are following and recently listening new from TikTok would uh, und- like uh, recognize my voice. Um, but basically, I got into sports cards uh, myself a couple of months ago. I'm quite new into the game. Rafid's probably a little bit more experienced than uh, all three of us combined. But um, we've, me personally, I just came across a random Gary V video. Um, it was 30 minutes long. I don't really want to watch all of it, but I, I, I sat down and started watching it. And he was really going and banging on about sports cards and the value of sports cards, how it's going to increase in the next couple of years. So I was like, you know what? Let me just look into it. It, it was lockdown as well. So really, you don't really have anything else to do um, but research. And um, yeah, just research, research, research. Found out that there was a market for football, like soccer. Um, and... Uh, so was the hottest topic that was going for at the time, and that was Kylian Mbappe. It was three hundred odd pound. Picked it up, and honestly, at the time when I was picking up, I thought, "What the hell am I doing, bro? Like, I'm picking up three hundred pounds for a sports card. I'm like, what is going on?" Um, but luckily, I stuck through, and and a couple of months later, that same card was worth two thousand four hundred pounds. And um, now, I remember, yeah, you now putting that... it on your story. Yeah, you said, "Oh, look, guys, I've." started investing in sports cards and i was like oh yeah this is something definitely we should be doing together because it helps it helps each other well did you think that straight away <clears throat> yeah i saw i saw it and i thought you know it's good to see that someone else is also investing in sports cards and i'm not the only one i was gonna send a message but then you you ask people about you know sports cards and how how they work yeah uh, that's when i i kind of dm'd you as well saying yeah this is how they work from what i know yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a good segue for me as well. If if you lot don't mind me interjecting, um, for those that don't know, I'm the other co-host. I'm Dean. Um, still relatively new, like everyone else in this, uh, podcast here. But um, yeah, again, I saw Masood post the Mbappe thing, uh, Mbappe card, the World Cup Prism card, and um, I saw the price that he listed at at the time. I think it was one thousand five hundred, something along them lines, and I was like, hold up, what? So I asked him, yeah, I asked him, what's this? Yeah, because I didn't realise that just a piece of cardboard with a bit of plastic and a sticker around it with a, with a number saying 10 could could generate that, that sort of money. So I thought everyone is off their nut trying to, <laughs> trying to invest in it. So he told me, look, um, yeah, it's a card, like people are heavily into it at the moment. Um, this is kind of before the boom went so it's kind of just yeah. maybe two two months I say beforehand, and as Monsieur was saying, it was lockdown, and then um, I started doing my own little bit of research. You know, Gary V came across um, sport card investors. Um, anyway, I could just try and figure out certain pieces to the puzzle, certain questions I have um, in regards to what's a good investment, what makes investment profit profitable. Does necessarily like a good player generate good profit and you realize that there's more um technicalities that come with it than just mm. you invest in something and then automatically boom it's going to generate the profit so 
it's a, it was a because it was lockdown. I think for something to do as well. I was finding books to read, and you know, I love to consume information, especially for something I'm interested in. I become obsessive over it, and um, I guess that's kind of why we're here now. So, Didn't I you think get... we all in the same boat we saw the prices go up and we thought you know yeah. what this is quick bucks we're gonna no. quickly jump on the train wait dean didn't you get involved like before i posted that so you so basically no, so basically before you posted it like i knew about it um i kind of saw you know um randall from sidemen or like yeah, not from yeah, sidemen yeah, but yeah. he's written around in people i saw him yeah, post yeah. his like a uh, pokemon cards and how we do pack openings and this that because i just you know when you're bored, you look for things to watch, and that's just something that you just want, like you think, yeah, yeah, yeah cool, I you get it. And so, um, yeah, so I see him open Pokemon cards, but I was, I'm not really a massive fan of Pokemon, so I just watched it for the sake of watching it. And then you see, it's gonna be the very yeah, best. So then I was like, oh, um, <laughs> let me see if there's other other um, cards because in the UK where we're from, especially in England. Um, we don't have this. Yeah, it's not that it's big, not is that it? Big. It's just that we don't have the same product. So, growing up, we were using match attacks to try and play with our friends. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we were going to, to the corner, one, yeah, from the yeah, corner store, the corner shop, pay yeah. a pound, get two packs. Hopefully, you crack a Ronaldo or you. Uh... Wait, did you actually play match attacks? No, I didn't play yeah? them. I didn't play them, but I did collect them though. I did no, collect them. No, I never played. No, no, no. I did. I was big the first because time. when I was younger, I was so obsessed with football. Like so obsessed, like football could ruin. You know you did that, huh? Yeah, you're you're you you're the worst that. football player I've ever seen in my Dean, life. Dean, who who do you support, Arsenal. Dean? <laughs> Arsenal. Oh, now I can see nah, why you don't watch football so anymore, man. If I support Arsenal, I wouldn't watch I football so either. Football, where everything <laughs> football related, I wanted. Like I was wearing football yeah. trainers as if they were Balenciagas. I was wearing football <laughs> tops all the time, like football jerseys all the time. But I was just an avid football like lover. Um. For the American listeners, yeah, we on about soccer, soccer. Yeah, yeah, just, soccer. Just to clarify, yeah, yeah. soccer, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we go to the corner shop, rip open a couple packs. It's just a little fun thing. But um, in this hobby, in this, match attacks don't result in any sort of profit. It's just nostalgic purposes, you know? So yeah, uh, we don't yeah. have the same opportunities as in the US or other countries like Canada or wherever else because we don't have the opportunity to have them boxes panini um, don't offer us the same services that you get overseas. And for me, that was one of the biggest problems that I had coming into this because I'm like, this has so much potential, but we're not being granted the same opportunities. And because of that, I feel like that's why it's not as big as it could be. Yeah, that's true. I think there's a lot, there's a supply chain cut off with America. It's, a, it's an industry. It's like a sub-industry in, the, in America. Mm. But over here, obviously, like, you have people that are fans over here, but they don't have access to shows mm. or access to local shipping fees or access to local times. Um, and, you know, inshallah, we're trying, we're, trying to, we're trying to break that mold in there. We're trying to be, like, that hub for people in the UK to uh, come to. And um, if they want to share the listings, if they want to do anything uh, with us, then, you know, we can, we can be that um, voyage. For yeah, because that, was, that so. was another thing that... Um... Obviously, when we generate this page, we're speaking about. But when I'm, when I personally was trying to do research and look into this, like essentially business, um, because even though it's a hobby, it's a business, right? Um, yeah. You could see that there wasn't many, like very, very little to no UK-based people. I've never seen a UK podcast about this. I've never yeah. seen a really big UK 
uh, channel on YouTube about it, like in terms of advising and investing and etc etc like i've never heard anything about that it's all in america. america like i've seen yeah, people in the uk america. collect them um there there is uk podcasts out there I've just 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 to let you know yeah if you... you said i couldn't really see it and yeah but that's the point i was gonna make yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, big okay. that yeah for example if you were going to anyone say oh yeah look sports cards they, they will just think match tax as you said because it's something we did yeah exactly inherent knowledge of you know how much money you can buy or sell them for who the big players are because it's just based off what they know when they see on tv just players and yeah exactly just sports cards is really like a whole different market when i saw it for example when i when i started collecting i opened a few packs of baseball cards which i had to get from abroad because of course they don't make them in england and i had a few spare cards i went to ebay just to see you know people selling them and i just saw there's a whole list of baseball cards every player every team and some were selling for such high prices, but every card was on there for listing. And that's when I thought, why just collect cards when I can sell the ones I don't want and earn the money? Mm. But that's that's niche, you know, knowledge. And, and, and no one had a knowledge when I asked my friends and no one had any clue that you can sell cards like that. They just knew about Pokemon cards because some YouTubers were doing online as well, like you said. But I think even now, just I think, if, sorry, one second. Yeah, um, I think even now, this is a bit of a, I don't want to say, taboo subject but it kind of is because if you're saying to your friends um now in the uk in england yo why do why you man don't just put your money into sports cards like you can generate up to 300 percent profit like in a, in a space of months or whatever yeah yo, you can see profit yeah, if you do it if right, you, yeah if of course right. everything's yeah. risk like assessed but you have the potential to see a growth in your investment in the space of six to twelve months yeah why wouldn't yeah. you invest in that? And then most people will probably laugh at this current moment in time because people fear what they don't understand or they reject what they don't understand. And as of now, there isn't education on it. So unless you actually go out and do an extensive amount. Mm. So it's not like a bite-sized thing. Like, I think for the most part, like I didn't want to sit there when I started uh, in the sports fight journey and be like hours and hours of watching content because a lot of people don't really have time mm. like that. But I think there's uh, what w- this page hopefully will try and get is give you information in bite-sized pieces. So if you do want to go out and do your own research on the specific things, then that gives you the option to do so. For example, I didn't really know what Padini was. I was like, bro, is that a sandwich or something? I didn't know what it was. I thought like, and tops, they were talking about tops, Chrome and like BGS and all that. I, I was like, bro, what are you talking about? So... When I did my own research, I had to like proper like go into forums. I had to go into like Instagram, small Instagram pages at the time, and ask like, "Can I? Can you t- guys tell me what PSA, BGS, CGB, whatever the hell the terms are? Tell me what they are. I don't know what you're t- talking about." So I think like making bite-sized pieces of content that explain the grading companies, uh, explain the different types of cards. It- opens up another opportunity for people to be like oh i didn't know that now i know that i can maybe do a little bit more research elsewhere or open up another avenue for for my knowledge to to come in so um i think that's good for this platform as well um giving people the opportunity like breaking the breaking it down into a understandable portion to what different terminologies mean because it's it's a new game and and then a lot of people are not going to understand the terms and not a lot of people are not going to understand um, how it's gonna work or what's gonna what's needed to make money from it. So I think it's good that you know we we're, we're in the right 
space, the right time uh, to give this information out, help people. And ultimately, all of us can make money together. So, uh... All right. Thank you guys very much for listening to this podcast. Hopefully, we'll be back with more soon. Thank you, guys. Stay safe.